Hello and welcome to Books and Stuff I Like, where each week I discuss books and stuff I like. We've got a really good one this week. I've got a lot to say this week about the Hugo and Nebula award-winning book by Mary Robinette Kowal. It's Jewish, I'm assuming. Uh, it's called The Calculating Stars. I really liked it. Um, nah, really is a strong word. We'll talk about it. And we will talk about Volume 3 of the Astro City comic series. It's called Family Album. I have thoughts about it. I'll share them with you, so stick around. Alright, so this last week I, I, I sat down to watch a movie, as I often do. Um, I don't know if we've talked about... Oh, there's there's a whole family shindig in the ba- background. Um, I think we should all be grateful that it is whatever time of the year it is, and families can still be outside enjoying that kind of time with with one another and... I can sit here in the early evening with the window open. Uh, I I think I commented on the luck of that last week. Here we are again. How nice is that? We've we've had a lot of nice weather in my neck of the woods this fall. I know not a lot of the country can say the same. But I sat down to watch a movie, and uh, sometimes it takes longer to find a movie to watch. And then if you even do, you know, decide on which one to watch, your your movie watching time is over. I usually get started um, hours before I plan to watch the movie uh, to, to try to find something good to watch. I, I still use that real good app I've mentioned on a previous base, well, I'm not going to look it up when I talked about real good, but I know I did. Long-time listeners will remember. It's a good app to use, but Amazon Prime kept trying to get me to watch this movie called Buffalo 66. What a fitting movie. That's a good way to word it. It was a fitting movie for somebody like me and somebody like me would listen to a podcast that somebody like me would do on a weekly basis. So maybe somebody like you would find this to be a fitting movie as well. Buffalo 66 is right in that camp of the Bukowski and Fonte uh, style storyline where it revolves around a ne'er-do-well young man. In this case, the young man... Just gets out of prison and uh, has to go confront his family. He's he's probably in his in his mid twenties. Um, has to go confront his family. They they did not know that he was in prison. Um, now all this is covered in the first five minutes of the movie. I don't want to give away much else. It is oh, it's it's just such a fitting movie of just a young screw-up trying his best without actually trying all that hard. Uh, That's a good way to sum up everything Bukowski ever ever wrote. It was such a breath of fresh air um, to watch a movie like that. Now, 
There's a movie called Factotum that's based on Bukowski's book called Factotum. Highly recommend that movie if if you ever come across it. Same kind of storyline. Got a young ne'er-do-well man um, trying his best without trying all that hard. Now, one thing, if you do watch Buffalo 66, there is a um, male-female relationship that um, is portrayed in the movie. And it it's awful if you're the type of person who has the kind of wild ideas that women experience emotions on the same, you know, level as men, meaning that they're, they're three-dimensional and can feel more than one thing and, and maybe have complicated feelings. Um, that kind of image of a woman is not portrayed in the movie. It's like Jim Harrison went and wrote the, uh, the woman character in the movie. So that's not great. But I think I, and, and here's, I'm going to sit here and defend it. And I know that's not a good idea. I, I think, I, I really doubt there's anybody involved in the movie process who thought it was great or didn't realize that it wasn't great. And I think they're kind of doing it on purpose to draw attention to it. The, the movie was made in 1998. What a different time 1998 was in, in a lot of ways. That's the... Um, you know, we we kind of uh, we designate that period of the of this country as you know pre or post nine eleven. Um, you know, very good movie. And no, it, I I'm lying. It was not a very good movie. But for the type of person who's into that Bukowski esque type of thing was a very fitting movie. In unrelated news, the sow or so of the week, depending on what kind of farming you do, I can't stop listening to Out on the Weekend by Neil Young. Now, here I was weeks ago, months, I, I've been basiling for quite a bit now, um, making fun of Neil Young because he's objectively not good. Now, I, I don't I don't all of a sudden think he's objectively good. Out on the weekend is a nice song. Um, pretty, it's a it's a fallish song, and you know, movies and songs and books should should reflect the seasons if you do them right. I've got a Jim Harrison book that's coming up in two books, so we should really we should be past the um, past the nice fall and into the gray fall. I think that's a good time to read Jim Harrison. I will keep you posted on that. You best believe I will. All right, all right, all right. So we all know I've been trying to read. I've been successfully reading the award books. I had the bright idea to read um, all the books from 2019 that won the National Book Award, Award, the Pulitzer um, the author who won the Nobel, and that's been great. I don't know why I I just now started to think about doing that. Um, but I've been reading some, you know, books that people have thought were good, and and I've I've enjoyed doing that. Now there's a whole other side of those awards um, for science fiction. And I mentioned this, I think last week, if not last week, then the year before there's the Hugo and the Nebula awards 
that's a pretty broad category, kind of like the the Pulitzer. You know, the, the Pulitzer covers fiction and journalism and all sorts of different things. The Hugo Nebula are the same. Now, for the life of me, I don't know why there's two. I don't know. I think one might be American, one might be world, but I could be very wrong on that. I wouldn't quote me on that or anything else that you hear um, basiling around this this thing, whatever it is. Um, but there's the Hugo and the Nebula Award, and in 2019, the same book won both. Now, they have a lot of categories. They have one for novels. They have one for novellas. They have one for novelitas, which I don't believe in. I, I do not believe in. You can show me a novelita. I think that's what they're called. Um, noveletta, I don't know. Now, I'm, I'm going to sit here and say I don't believe in it, but they have them for short stories, have them for graphic, and they have them for graphic series, graphic novels, um, artists, directors. I don't think they get into the um, digital media or anything like TV or movies. I'm, I'm fairly certain they don't. But, you know, that's fun. So, so what won in 2019 is a book called The Calculating Stars by Mary Robinette Kowal. K-O-W-A-L. Now, I, I made that little Jewish quip a little earlier because in the story, the main character is Jewish, and that, that plays um, pretty you know heavily enough in the story to where I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if the author is Jewish herself. The Calculating Stars. It is an alternate history space book. How cool is that? That's like all the all the stuff I've been excited about with my little experiment into science fiction that I've been doing this last year. So it's like 1950 or something stupid. And they just put a satellite up into space. And there's this lady who is a mathematician. In the book, they call them computers because they compute. They're people who compute. You would call that a computer. So she does like the math for NASA. Only it's not NASA in the book. It's something different. And her husband is one of the lead engineers at NASA. So they're doing a great job. And everything's hunky-dory because it's 1950. And we won World War II and everyone's happy. And we put a satellite into space. But wouldn't you know it, a meteor comes down on Washington, D.C. And just wreaks havoc. Now, now, this is in the first five pages of the book. So I'm not ruining anything. So that's bad. And, you know, it was this, like, national huge death event. So they're, of course, you know, with their ties to the government, they're trying to figure this all out, like who died and, and what's going on. And um, with their math type knowledge, they're looking into it and they realize that with the displacement of the water or something that the meteor shook up, it, it was going to be an extinct extinction event, like with the dinosaurs. Um, and I guess with the dinosaur stuff, I don't know, I wasn't there, but it didn't happen all at once. You know, it, it, it takes a while. So, so they came up with, you know, in, in 50 years, the, the earth is going to be continually getting warmer in 50 years. It's going to be uninhabitable. 
we got to figure out a way to get off the planet in a sustainable way if we want to sustain Earth. How much fun is that? So I'm I'm hooked. I'm I'm into this story. Um, it's told from the woman's point of view. Um, so here's what this book has going for it. We've got an intriguing alternate history space science fiction story. I personally really like that. Um, and it's it's intriguing. It could be done very poorly. So that's all well and good. Now here's why it's winning an award. Or winning all sorts of awards. It's It, it has a lot of, you know, women-y rings to it. And I don't mean that to be demeaning or anything, but if, if you were trying to to write a book that would resonate in 2019, that's something you might put into that story. You know, it already has the good storyline. And it's in the 1950s, so you know what else kind of plays in the story? There's a lot of things about um, race and religion. Um, a lot. So that kind of plays into it. Um, if anything that I said about that meteor and the earth's warming until it got uninhabitable sounded kind of familiar, that's because I think it was done on purpose. I think we're, we're making some climate change parallels in this story as well. Um, I know there was something else, you know, you got the women, you got the, the minorities, um, Oh, there's, there's one, so there's a, um, this is a trilogy now, and yes, I bought the, I bought the next book. Um, there's one character who I'm sure is gay, but I feel like that's going to be a big kicker in the, in the next book. Um, so, you know, that's fun. Now, all of that stuff gets a little heavy handed at times, and you can tell, you know, the author's kind of doing it, I mean... Like, let's see how many woke things we can get into a story. And it, it gets a little much, to, to be perfectly frank here. Um, I'm getting no money to pr- promote any of these books that I'm, I'm promoting. So, you know, that's a little much. And you know when you're writing a book, if you're trying to write a book to sell or win awards, and there's nothing wrong with that, in 2019 you're going to put that, that kind of stuff in there. You're going to. That's smart to do. The other uh, kind of negative thing I have to point out from this book is, you know, it, it covers this young married couple, and there's some sexy bits in it. They are some of the most uncomfortable sexy bits I've ever read or seen or, you know, experienced. Um, a lot of puns about space things like rockets. And, you know, we have liftoff type, type deal. It's, it's bad. And you see the first one and it's like, okay, you know, they had their fun. We'll, we'll just ignore that move. And, and then there's some more and it just gets, it gets even worse. Um, I don't know. I could just barely get past it. Now, here's the thing that bothers me is this lady who wrote the book, you know, has been writing for a while and, and she has written, it's called like the glamorous history series. And I looked into it thinking, Oh, she's written other alternate history. It sounds like there are these weird science fiction, alternate history, romance novels. Um, 
I'm sure there's a market for it. Obviously, there's a market for it. So, I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, go for it. I mean, here it is. But I have to imagine that there's, you know, sexy parts in those stories, too. And, um, you know, they, they wouldn't be worse than the sexy parts in the calculating stars. Or, you, or better. I don't, I don't, I, I just don't even want to know. Like in a book that's, that's a romance book, you think there's going to be more. Um, I don't know. I having, and I can easily knock this kind of stuff having never written anything. I feel like I could write a sexy bit that didn't, that at bare minimum didn't have any puns. I feel like I could do that. It might take a while, but I could make that happen. Or if I did write sexy bits that had some puns, I, I think I might be able to realize that it was a little, a little off kilter, but I don't know. Regardless, The Calculating Stars is a very engaging, intriguing story. Um, it's just a fun read. I don't know. The alternate history, the space stuff, um, it is just a fun read. I think there's three books in the series now. I bought the second one. Uh, you know, I got got duped into it. But um, nothing's wrong with having a little bit of fun with your books. Am I right? All right. All right. I, I did like the calculating stars. Um, awkward sex scenes or not. Astro City is the comic series I have mentioned where it's its own little self-contained superhero comic. So I wanted to get into the whole, or no, I wanted to give the whole superhero thing uh, another fair try. I don't want to get into it. It's a terrible genre. I still don't really get it. Um, and I stumbled across Astro City and I thought it would be perfect because it's self-contained. I don't need to know anything about anything because everything in the story I'm going to learn as I read the comic. That, that went on for a little while, but I don't need to know about Spider-Man or Superman or Batman or any of those other like weird ones you never heard of as you were a kid. But now there are things like the Avenger and that Thor fella. I don't know what any of, any of that stuff is. So... Third book in the Astro City. This is called Family Album, and it was kind of what I was afraid it might be. Uh, about a year or so ago, I read a comic series called Letter 44. That's Letter 44. Strongly recommend it. I really liked it. Um, it's a space opera. I, I like the space stuff. Um, and it it's kind of like an alternate present. So there's a there's a president who just takes over and it's like Bush and Obama's in there too but they're not really Bush and Obama but y you you know who they are. Um Yeah, it's neat stuff. There's six volumes of that. And, 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 you know, there's aliens and we have to go, we send a crew up to figure out what the aliens are doing. It's really good. But the, like the fifth volume is just every character's bio. And it's really lame because you get sucked into the story and it's, it's really ramping up because you're, you're four sixths of the way done. That's, that's two thirds. If you're keeping track, <laughs> if you're keeping track at home. 
And then you get this volume where it's just all the characters' bios, and you're thinking, what the heck's going on? And you look, and that's the collected issues of 10, 18, 24, 36, and 41. So if you were reading all the issues in order, those would have came spaced out, which would have been nice. But getting those all lumped all at once, it was terrible. And you know that the reviews for, for that volume reflected that. I wish I would have had the foresight to look ahead and said, okay, this volume's miss missing these issues and I can get these issues if I skip ahead. So maybe I should have read some of volume five when I was reading volume one. I digress. Astro City number three was like that, and I knew it was like that because now I check when I read volumes to make sure that I'm reading it in order because editors don't know anything. The author knows how he wanted or she wanted the story to be read. So I look into that kind of stuff now. Family album is more of bios and backstories. It's fine. They did it in an okay way. I'm kind of running out of time, so I'm going to gloss over it. So if you're reading Astro City and you're keeping track of the issues and you notice that between two and three they get kind of off kilter, don't worry about it. Family album's good. It's not just, I mean, it's just the backstories, but there's enough of a front story to keep the reader engaged. That's about all the time we have this week. As always, you can find me on Reddit, Gmail, and Twitter, Basil Podcast. It has been a pleasure basiling with you. I like books and stuff, and I hope you do too.